Hey, 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 maniacs. This is Adam Brewer, and this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. Uh, before we get going, always check out the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. That's where we all gather up, talk, have a good time, use... Uh, anything that goes on Michigan, that's where we're at. That's what we do. That's how we get together, right? Uh, just remember, though, if you have any Buckeye or Spartan fans or friends that are your Facebook friends, they do see this page. I will ban them if they say anything stupid, okay? This is a fan page. This is an Adam needs to defend his stance page, Okay? Plain and simple. That's what I'm going to do. I will ban them. Even if they've got a good point, I don't give a crap. Um, anyways, now let's go on. Today, like I have been saying for two years now, and if you are a maniac, like most of you are, you have heard me say this already more than once. My prediction that Urban Meyer would retire at the end of this season has come true you all can thank me i have predicted this i am what you want to say is a uh the sherlock holmes of human behavior i can look at a big fat phony like urban meyer and know that he's an a-hole and i know what he's about to do all right now i have one part of this two-part prediction that still needs to come true so, before I get into that, well, he needs to go to Notre Dame. That's going to complete the whole vision that I had, the little uh, Sherlock Holmes zing that I've been doing. All right? But for all of you who are new, who may not have heard this, um, I'm going to go over super quick. Okay, two years ago, 2016, watching the overall uh, growth of the Big Ten I was looking at Urban Meyer. Did not like it. I knew he did not like it. You could see it in his face. You could see it in the way he, he talked to reporters. You can tell he was not a fan. I also remember the Urban Meyer of Florida. Did not like the fact that the SEC was getting better. Did not like that there was a Saban coming up. Challenging his rule of the SEC. Did not like that. Uh, six years in, he decides, oh, I've got a brain cyst. Uh, the only brain cyst I know that leaks or does whatever when he is sad or losing, okay? Uh, apparently, that is a his cyst is an Ohio State fan as well um, and hates uh, bad decisions. So, six years into Florida, his buddy Zach Smith, Earl, uh, Earl Bruce's grandson, I believe, starts beating his wife. That's right. Awful thing to do. Completely 100% awful thing to do. I do not support that. I think it's awful. 100% not the right thing to do. But six years in, Zach Smith does what Zach Smith does best. Urban Meyer quits. Brain cyst. Oh, shocker. Oh, my head hurts. I got to go. Uh, took a year, two years off. Then goes ahead and goes to Ohio State, which was one of his 10 million dream jobs that this man has had. He goes ahead and does that. Um, six years in, Big Ten's getting better. You've got Franklin at uh, Penn State. You've got Wisconsin coming up constantly. You've got a Michigan team now with Jim Harbaugh. All right? Granted, I we all know the record. I know we're 0-4 with Jim Harbaugh, blah, 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 whatever. But. Uh, Urban Meyer does not like having competition. He likes to be a big fish in a big pond with no other big fish. So, six years in, Zach Smith, like clockwork, decides now he's going to start showing off his penis everywhere this fool goes. Everywhere this fool. He must have a hog down in them pants if he's going to pull it out in Lincoln's bedroom. When they go to the frickin' White House, because they won the national title, or the F they did that year to be invited, that fool decides he's going to pull his hog out, dress it up like Abraham Lincoln, take a picture and send it to his fucking wife, uh, freaking wife, all right? 
what more do I need to say? That six years in, the Big Ten's getting better. He's not winning as many as much as he wants to. Just so you guys know, this is only his third Big Ten title in six years. That's pretty good. Fifty and fifty. Now, I'm not trying to bag on Meyer. I, I, I think he's a big fat phony. But he is one of the best college football coaches in the history of college football. I can't take that away from him, even though I don't like the guy. He knows how to recruit thugs. He knows how to pick the right, the right coaching job. The man is an opportunist. He knows what he's doing, okay? And he's also a narcissist. So he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's good at it. 100%, I'm not going to bag him for that. So... Zach Smith is yelling at his wife, trying to beat her once again, and he's shown his dick off everywhere. So, Urban Meyer then gets suspended for three games. And then he starts talking about, if you were to listen to any halftime uh, interview that he had, he was always talking, oh, well, we're handing off. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm letting all my, my coaches make more and more calls, this, that, and the other. He was setting up his, his get out. Uh, it's, and then he left. It's just the way it goes. I saw it happening. This is what's happening. And you could say it's brain cysts, whatever. Chris Carter, just to have Chris Carter come out on national TV to play house, all right, to play Dr. House and diagnose what's really going on because him and, him and Urban are best friends. One thing, if you're ever going to believe Chris Carter on anything, you're crazy. Two, you also have Kurt Herbstreit going out there saying, well, no, I think he's really going to retire. This is it for him. Oh, gee, Ohio State guys going to an aid of the Ohio State coach? Whoa, shocker. I can't believe it. That's just like asking Tim Tebow who's the greatest coach he's ever had other than Jesus. All right? Um... Jesus and Urban Meyer, the only two great people that fucking Tim Tebow's ever known. Anyways, I can't stand Tim Tebow. Anyways, so the other part of this, okay? Now you're going to say, my prediction is Notre Dame. And you're going to say, Adam, there is no way Urban Meyer is going to Notre Dame. He employed a penis shower. There's no way the holy of holies, Notre Dame, is going to allow a man who uh, who let his uh, his quarterback coach, who obviously was some type of racist as well, show his penis and all this kind of stuff. There's no there's no room for touchdown Jesus and the penis shower. There's no way that's going to happen. I say this to you who doubt this. Okay, we all know Liberty. Have you ever heard of Liberty College? If not, look it up. As far as I know, it is a religious or a like Christian college, right? You know who they're getting ready to hire? That's right, Hugh Freeze. The same dude at Ole Miss, I believe it was Ole Miss, that was using his company phone. That's right, his company phone paid by Ole Miss to hook up Hookers, that's right. The dude was boning hookers and calling it on his company phone. If Liberty, a religious school, is going to hire Hugh Freeze, all right, the hooker extraordinaire guy, then if they don't think Jesus cares about that, then why would Touchdown Jesus care if Urban Meyer, with his three national titles, is going to hire another penis shower? They're not going to care. That's what I'm saying. Notre Dame will allow this to happen because guess what? Brian Kelly's either going to screw this up in the playoffs and he's going to go to the NFL or they're just going to get rid of Brian Kelly. Because if no one else remembers, two years ago, Notre Dame was about to get rid of Brian Kelly anyways. Brian Kelly is not the greatest of coaches. At least I don't think so. Yes, I know. We have Harbaugh and everybody can point out Harbaugh's flaws. whoop de effing do. Anyways, Brian Kelly to me is not a great coach. I'm not a fan of Brian Kelly's. I don't think he's very good. Anyways, he'll go to the NFL, be exposed, whatever. But all we know is, I don't I don't know if it's next year or the year after, but Urban Meyer will come in and become the new Notre Dame head coach. And what they're going to say is, hey, 
how are you going to do this after all the controversy over at Ohio State? He's going to say, listen, I'm not the one who showed my penis. It was my buddy over there, Zach Smith. He shows his penis and he beats his wife. I don't do any of that. I'm a great guy with brain cysts. And when I get super stressed, brain cysts make me sad and then it hurts and I can't, know, I can't do my job. Well, that's why he's going to go to Notre Dame. So touchdown Jesus can cure his brain cysts and we can go on about our day. And guess what? We'll end up having a winning record against Urban Meyer because we did at Florida and we're going to do it again when he goes to Notre Dame. Now, what we got to say is this. Is this a great sign for us and are things changing with our rivalry with Ohio State? Now, if you listen to Chris Carter... That fella Day, that guy, he Jason Day or whatever the frick his name is, he is the next coming of the greatest Ohio State coach you've ever had. You know, because I quote, and then this is Chris Carter, you know, Urban says that, you know, you have Tom Herman, you got Dan Mullins, they're coaching Texas and Florida, but this Day guy is the best out of everyone he's ever had. Baloney. That is such baloney. Because let me ask you something. You want to know why they picked Day? Because they had to get rid of Urban Meyer because of the whole penis showing. I can't say that enough. Fake brain cysts and penis showing equals early exit. Um, uh, so anyways, they're going to get Day. Why? Because there's nobody else out there who is a big enough name to come in and make Ohio State relevant or make them continue on the roll. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They're already way relevant. I get it. They're fantastic. Blah, whatever. To continue the role. All right. They just don't. There's no one out there. Name one. See, nobody. There's nobody out there that's going to be able to do that. So what they did is the next best thing. Urban said, hey, this guy's good. They say, we know him. He doesn't believe in penis showing. Do you believe in penis showing day? No, I do not. Boom. Perfect for us. Okay. So there you go. You got day. Now, all I know is if I'm a recruit and I'm on the border of going to Ohio State or Michigan or even Penn State, and this dude comes walking into my door and says, I should go to Ohio State. And then I have Jim Harbaugh come in and say, hey, you want to come to Michigan? Or I even have Franklin with his pom-poms and his big bald head shining and bright, you know, like blinding me with his baldness. I want to say, hey, aren't you guys from Key and Peele? My name's not Balake. Whatever. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll enjoy that. That's a good joke. Um, if you don't, then look it up. Uh... I don't think Day's going to win any major battles. I think Ohio State is a nice feather in his cap, and he can use that as much as he can. But the Big Ten is getting better. The Big Ten has uh, top-notch coaches. D'Antonio, uh, Harbaugh, Franklin. You even have the guy over there at Wisconsin. I mean, there's just – oh, and then you have Scott Frost. There's a ton of really good coaches in the Big Ten. I don't think Day is going to be one of them. And you can say, well, he learned everything he did from watching Urban Meyer. Okay, if that was the case, then every freaking Belichick uh, coach that coached under him would be fantastic and we'd have nothing but leagues of, fuck, of dynasties everywhere we look. There'd just be nothing but dynasty teams because they all coached under Belichick, right? Last time I checked, Kansas barely stopped paying Charlie Weiss. Yeah, that's right. Charlie Weiss, the guy who's so fat, probably driving around in a, in a little rascal right now or a scooter, uh, trying to coach Little League football. Yeah, that Charlie Weiss, okay? No one wants him. He's awful. Romeo Cornell, awful. Everybody who's ever come up from underneath uh, Belichick is not good. Check out Detroit. You guys at home there in, in the capital city of Ann Arbor, you know what Detroit's going through. All right? Grungy young Santa ain't doing the job. But, and that's the thing, just like, okay, the Cubs, just because you coach under, or just because you've been a coach and you've learned under Madden, doesn't Joe Madden, does not mean you're going to be like Joe Madden. Ask the Washington Nationals. 
All right. Dave Martinez is bringing in camels during the offseason. He's dancing on his head. He's doing everything he possibly can to prove that he's like Joe Madden, but he's not Joe Madden. This day character is not Urban Meyer. No one's like Urban Meyer. All right. You can't get that much thug slash coach slash phony in one person ever. It's unprecedented what this guy can do. That's why he's one of the greats. That's just truly, that's just why he's one of the greats. It's Saban and Meyer. Those are the only two that really have done anything in the last 18 years of college football, since 2000. Okay, you can look it up. I brought it up last time. Like I said, there are like five colleges since 2018 that have won more than one national title. Okay? More. So we're talking Miami. We're talking Florida State. LSU, Ohio State, and Alabama. Out of those five colleges, three of them have had, out of those two wins, like LSU, Saban, Les Miles, Miami, Coker and uh, Butch Davis, Florida State, um, Bowden and and Jimbo, right? No one else. Everybody else is mixed in with one or none. And then you got Saban and Meyer, two Hall of Fame coaches, unbelievable coaches. As much as I like, as much as I dislike Urban Meyer, I cannot take away the fact that he is a phenomenal coach. No one can get, can mix a guy who just staunchly loves Jesus, and then a guy who's one of the worst killers ever in Aaron Hernandez, and put them together to win a national title. Not only one, but two national titles the way he did. And then you mix in the Pouncey brothers, Percy Harvin. I mean, kids were probably shook down for their lunch money so much on that campus in Florida than any other campus in the history of the United States. That's thug you. I mean, Miami. And Miami was even like, damn, you guys beat us. They only have Ray. They only have uh, Ray Lewis, who just paid his buddies to kill somebody. Aaron Hernandez was actually screwing up his whole murder investigation. That's how good Florida it was at recruiting murderers and thugs. Oh, and then Jesus's best friend, uh, Tim Tebow. So. Good riddance of bad rubbish. See you later, Urban Meyer. Once again, I am fantastic because I called it. I am very good at what I do. Um, very very seldom will I uh, pat my own back, but I'm going to toot my own horn on this. I saw this two years ago. I just hope and I pray that he goes to Notre Dame so I really look smart. Um, everybody's going to copy this. I know because I already hear it in national media. But here's one thing I do know. You were going to say, well, why isn't he going to go to the Pac-12? They suck. Everyone there sucks. And USC is the crown jewel of the Pac-12. You're totally going to want to go there. Yeah, true. But the Pac-12 is already done. It's already set up everything they need to set up. And that's with Cliff Kingsbury. They got USC, signed him. They're going to give this Clay fellow one more year or two more years because, as far as I know, USC is broke. Absolutely 100% broke. They can't pay off this fool. There's no way they're going to do it. They can't do it. So what they're going to do is that they're going to um, pay off. They're going to wait and they're going to let Cliff just, or not Cliff. Well, they're going to let Cliff just hang out. And then all of a sudden they're going to go ahead and they're going to fire Cliff. And they're going to put, they're going to put in, um, they're not going. I'm sorry, guys. I had something just pop up here. Uh, they're not going to fire Cliff. They're going to go ahead and fire that Clay fella. They're going to fire Clay, hire Cliff, and then there you go. Urban Meyer's not going to want to have Cliff Kingsbury around. He doesn't like having a second fiddle that could replace him. That's not what's going to happen. All right. So with that being said, we're going to get off of uh, Urban Meyer. And we're going to go into the college playoff. Now, I don't know about you, but if you guys watch that college playoff, you're going to know that it was absolute 100% garbage. Well, not the playoff. I mean, I'm talking about the conference games. The conference games were were absolutely horrible. I mean, I would say, why don't we just get rid of the four 
and go with eight. That way, this way, we can start the eight. This or the conference games. Boy, I am really screwing this one up. So, this is what I want to say. I'll start this all over. Um, I'm a little tired from work today, so please forgive me. Um, but the conference games were absolute trash. The only one that was even somewhat exciting was the Alabama game, which we ended up finding out that, too, it wasn't as great as he was supposed to be because Georgia kind of exposed him. And then because they only because they only studied for Tua, Hurt came in and made him look bad. So with that being said, let's move off the, the garbage that was the conference championship week and just make that the first round of an 18 playoff. I mean, the the absolute matchups that you would have gotten in the first round were so much better than what those conference championships would have been. And here's the thing. You wouldn't have to worry about telling the Big Ten or the Pac-12 that they couldn't get in. Well, you'd have to, you'd have to tell the Pac-12 that because the Pac-12 wasn't good enough to get into the top eight. But that's much better than telling... Two pack, two Power Five conferences, champions that they can't get in. I mean, the top eight. Here we go. So in the first matchup, you'd have Bama UCF. That's a one and eight matchup. Then you'd have Notre Dame Georgia at the three and six. Um, the two and seven would be Clemson Michigan, and then you'd have Oklahoma Ohio State at the uh, four and five. Tell me that's not an electrifying football for the first two weeks of the playoff. And then you could still have the regular bowl system because you don't have to mess with that because we already took care of the first week. And then you take, then you get rid, you get the winners, and then you get the final four, and then you can pull it off for a month and then do it again. You don't really have to change the schedule. All you have to do is get rid of these garbage ass conference championships because, after all, what did we learn from the the? The committee is that they could care less about conference championships and they could care less about your best win. Ask Ohio State. You know, Ohio State thought they had got it locked when they beat us by 20 something. You knew, you could just see it in their face. They knew they were going to make it if they could beat Northwestern, which, come on, of course they were going to beat Northwestern. Um, but the committee does not care. If they don't, they do not want you at their best. They want to know what you were doing at your worst. And Ohio State lost to Purdue by some like 29 points. They almost lost to Maryland, almost lost to Nebraska. They do not want a team that barely lost to a bunch of subpar Big Ten teams to get into the Final Four at all. They'd rather just put a two-loss Georgia team in there because if you look at where they ended up in the final rankings, Georgia is ahead of Ohio State. (laughs) I mean, what? Actually, it depends on – you know what? It depends on which – I'll take that back. It depends on which site you go to because I saw Ohio State at five, and I also saw Georgia at six, but then I also saw Georgia at five, and I saw Ohio State at six. So I guess it all just depends. But the one I'm using, they they had Ohio State at five and Georgia at six. So we'll just say in general, it wasn't good. They they were never going to get in. And that the assistant coach, I don't know who it was, that made the big fit for Ohio State. It's relaxed, dude. You knew you were going to get in. And you're not winning any brownie points with old Urban Meyer. Um, But just tell me. Tell me how exciting Bama UCF would. You know, finally Bama would beat the crap out of UCF and we can finally put to bed this whole UCF were good thing. Uh, Clemson, Michigan could be a fantastic game. If that's if we learned how to play football again I mean I'm not really sure how our defense would play I would like to think that we could fix everything but I don't know Oklahoma Ohio State great matchup you have you just these are so much better so much better than what we would have gotten or what we did get in those conference championship games it's it's disgusting we should just get rid of it I, you know there's got to be more money in the eight than the four, but I don't know who's making who's making the big uh, complaint that's ruining us getting eight. I just don't. I, there's Somebody feels like they're being overlooked and somebody's not getting paid because why wouldn't you go to eight to four? It just makes more sense, you know? Now, um, 
I've been thinking a lot about this Michigan team, right? And I know I've compared them to a lot of teams like uh, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, just a ton of teams. I know I've done this. But I was watching a movie recently, okay? And this really reminded me of the Michigan Wolverine kind of uh, situation, right? It's Creed 2. Now, in the starring role, we'll be Creed, okay? Movie starts where we are, where Creed is avenging a loss to a guy who beat him so he can get back uh, his car. Now, if, if you haven't seen the movie, plug your ears, I guess. But if you haven't, come on, man. It's a, it's a, it's a rocky movie. You kind of get the idea. Hero wins at the top of the world, loses, has to rediscover himself, and then wins again. It's a very simple uh, formula, but there you go. Anyways, if you don't want a spoiler alert, I guess you can stop listening for a while. But anyways, um, okay, so Creed wins. Uh, got his car back, whatever. And then this big Russian scary guy wants to fight him. The, they've got history, right? Uh, their trainers know each other, you know, obviously. Rocky and then the big Russian cat. Uh, the big Russian cat's kid wants to fight Creed. Creed feels like he's got to. Then he goes in and he gets fucking worked. I mean, effing worked. He just gets just mortal, just destroyed. In the first part, right? And it's like, everybody's like, oh, what happened? This was supposed to be Creed. He's so good. Like, okay, Michigan, Ohio State, we're supposed to win this year. We're supposed to go in there, show them what we're going to do, because we were highly ranked. This was our year to go to the playoff. And they came in and beat the beat the life out of us, right? So then what does he got to do? He's got to rediscover himself. This is what we're doing this year, this coming up offseason. We're rediscovering ourselves. Creed had to go to the desert and, you know, pick up pine, pick up like cactuses and outrun Hispanics trying to get past the border and doing all the great things that you really find yourself in the desert. You know, yeah, that's that's where the soul's at. So Creed does all this baloney. And, you know, you don't think he's going to do it. Then all of a sudden, you know, just like Rocky running up that mountain hill in the in the winter, he starts to figure it out. And he starts beating those guys who are beating him up in the desert and all this baloney. And then he finally gets to the challenge of fighting that Russian. What a shocker. In Russia. And he's going to fight him. And then it's a big give and take. And a lot of big throws pulled. And then all of a sudden... Creed comes out the winner. That's what I'm saying is Michigan's going to come out the winner in next year's game. Now, I know what you're saying. There's a lot of pressure on Harbaugh to win this game because if you can't beat Day, then what the hell are we doing? And we really should think about changing or whatever. Could Harbaugh really be the John Cooper of our time? I don't think so. I think you give Harbaugh enough time. He's going to figure this out. And especially if you don't have to deal with Meyer and you're dealing with Day, we're going to win. I, 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 think this is, I think this is a great turning point. And to be honest, I really kind of believe that this is Ohio State's beginning of their fall. Now, you can look back through history and every major college has had a fall. Uh, Notre Dame's had a few. We had a major setback. Uh, well, two of them, if you count Hoke and uh, Rich Rod, right? Uh, you had, let's see, USC still going through it since, well, USC, John Robinson to Pete, uh, big downfall. You got Pete rose back up to the top, and now they suck again, right? So they're coming out of that one. They've hit it twice. Um, Penn State, I mean, after that huge Kitty touching debacle, you're shocked that they're even back, right? I mean, Franklin did a good job of that. Um, and then now it's Ohio State's turn. I'll be quite honest. Ohio State uh, planned it very well. I went, They went from John Cooper, who was over 100 wins, not shabby, pretty good, always a good team. They just couldn't beat Michigan. Then they went to Sweater Vest. Sweater Vest dominated us. 
right? Then they went to Luke Fickle, disappointment. They got rid of that real quick and had Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer stepped into a loaded team and just started winning right away. What a shock. You get five stars all the time and you don't have to worry about rebuilding a program and you're going to do amazing. Oh my gosh. What a coaching, what a, what a coaching degree you have. You're so amazing. Um, but now they don't have anybody. All right. And they're going to say, Oh no, but day is so great. Okay. Listen, we also thought that rich rod was going to be great. Now, rich rod was kind of a panic move because we lost less miles because somebody opened their mouth too soon and Kirk Herbstreit got a hold of it and ruined it for us. What a shock. A Buckeye is ruining it for us. But, um, I mean, if you were to look at Rich Rod, do you think he was a great fit? I mean, the kid, let's see, what did he have? He was 57 and 24 in seven seasons at West Virginia. All right? I mean, the last three seasons, he had two 11 and one seasons and 10 and two seasons. So his last three seasons, what was that? Is that 32 and two or, oh no, 32 and four? That's not bad. So who's going to think he's going to be a bad coach or a bad fit? And I know Day knows the, the operation. He, he's part of the system. But he still has to make calls. When the game's close, does he make the right call? He's not going to have Haskins. Haskins is going to go to the NFL. So he's got that Martell fella. Is I mean, I think he's, a, he's an albino, isn't he? I don't know. I've never known a great albino quarterback. I've never even known an albino that could play football, to be quite honest. We had one when I played high school, and he was basically just a tackling dummy. I, it was like tackling a rat. It was real weird. They had pink. It was, it was awful. Not that saying that albinos are bad people. It's just that they're weird looking. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, Martell, I don't know what to think of him. I, I don't think he's scary. I'm not scared of him. They're losing most of their wide receivers. That number 17, though, that burned us Brandon Watson style, that kid is good. But we got Amory Thomas, Miles Sims, I mean, Dax Hill. We got dudes to to, to hit this. We, we can do this. This is not insurmountable now. Urban Meyer leaving is the probably the best news we've ever gotten in a long time at Michigan. And we need to capitalize on this. This could be the turning point that we've been looking for. Okay, I'm not I Day could be a very good coach. I don't think he's going to make a difference in the Big Ten. I just don't. You're going from Urban Meyer to Day. Urban Meyer to some guy. I mean, the guy looks like he could be a, a convenience store owner. Like, I swear I see him every day at the AM, PM when I'm picking out my, my chalupas or whatever those rolled tacos things are. Taquitos. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't fear this guy. And if we better not fear this guy, we have Jim freaking Harbaugh. If we've got to fear some guy named Day, then we are really, really in a bad spot. Day and Shiano, that's the fucking dynamic duo that we need to be scared of? Seriously? If that's the case, we need to pack up and just move and get out of the football business. If, if we are really scared of a Day Shiano combination coming into Ann Arbor next year and beating us, then let's give up football. Let's go into uh, tiddlywinks or uh, the little ball where you drop it and pick up the jacks. What is that, jacks? I don't know, but whatever it is, let's play dodgeball, four square, tetherball, whatever we got to do because if we're scared of Deciano, then we don't know football because Harbaugh Brown, if Harbaugh Brown can't beat Day and Shiano, we are in deep, deep trouble as a university and we really need to rethink what we're doing in life. That's all I'm saying is that we finally have a glimmer of hope. We need to capitalize on this crap. We're at home next year. And if you haven't seen our schedule, it really does, it's, it's really favorable to us. Next year should really be a great season for us. I know we're losing some players. I know we'll lose Bush. I know we're going to lose Gary, of course, and Chase, Chase Winovich. But 90% of our offensive line's returning. Shea Patterson is returning maybe. 
If not, we still have Christian, uh, we have Dylan McCaffrey, and we even have Joe Milton and Brandon Peters. We are fine offensively at the quarterback position. Then we have Charbonnet or Charbonnet, that that running back that's going to come in. I mean, we have talent. We have Chris Evans. We've got Omari Samuels. That dude looks like he's 30. He looks like a grown man, and he is cut. He's like... He's ridiculous. All right, we have True Wilson, we have Christian Turner, we should, and we have probably three of the best wide receivers in college football. If we ever decide to use them, all right. If we ever decide to say, "Hey, guess what? We should light it up, airing out the ball," then we have the guys to do that. Black Collins and Peoples Jones, there, there are, they are phenomenal. Okay, they're phenomenal. And we should be using them. I mean, it's nothing but but sunny skies for us. A new day is on the arrival for us, all right? We should beat this fool. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I want us to beat these guys. But I'll be honest, man. It's hard to say it. Even a Deciano combination could somehow lock their way into beating us. I mean, I wish I could say it's a lock for us to win, but what the hell do I know? I haven't seen it. I have not seen a win since Luke Fickle showed up at Ann Arbor. Luke Fickle, the guy who's turning around Cincinnati. That guy, that Luke Fickle. That's the last time we ever had luck against those stinking Buckeyes. <sighs> it's just... It's depressing. But anyways, Meyer's gone. Positive. We're going to stick with the positives. I'm right. I'm always right as much as I can be. He's going to Notre Dame. He's he's going to make me even look even smarter. Because remember, I've called this out two years in advance. And if you just started listening this season, I've called it out at least three times before people even knew that this was going to happen. just want to get that in before... People start making claims that they made the call first. Um, Peach Bowl, before we go, we got Florida again. Uh, we got Dan Mullins, a disciple of Urban Meyer. I Yeah, he said he's going to go to Urban and talk to him about how to beat us. Duh. I mean, you might as well say, is the sun going to rise tomorrow? And I tell you, yes. So why are we shocked that Dan Mullins is going to go to Urban Meyer and ask for hints? That doesn't change the fact that they still have that Franks kid at quarterback who really can't pass that well and is more of a runner than he is a great passer. If we dick around, we're going to lose this game to Florida. If we do, if we go in depressed or sad that Rashawn Gary's not playing, by the way, the people are that upset about it, get over it, please. It is a chance. Think of it this way, okay, to get over your depression. I know. I didn't like it either. But I can't begrudge the kid for trying to live a dream. All right? Do you, I mean, seriously, would if you had a chance to accomplish a dream and you had to leave a place your place of business to accomplish this dream. Are you going to care how that business feels or are you going to want to accomplish your dream? You're going to want to accomplish the dream. You're not going to care about your coworkers, all right? So let's not act like he owes this great debt of uh, this great debt to the university. All right, he's more than paid off for it. Like I told you, he gave us legitimacy. He gave us the fact that the number 1 overall uh, recruit in the nation wanted to go to Michigan, not Alabama, not Ohio State, Michigan. He gave us legitimacy. Him and Peppers really started turning the tide for us, okay? We need to respect that. He's a, he's a young kid who wanted to play in the NFL. I can't begrudge him that. I just can't. I would love to see him out on the field, but I'm not going to begrudge him because guess what? It's not like we have an empty drawer there. All right. It's not like we're just going to put up some tackling dummy and expect him to go make some plays. We got Josh Uche. We've got Quiddy Pay. We've got Carlo Kemp. We've got a bunch of kids that would love to go ahead and start and make plays for us to win this game. All right. I, that's fine. I would love to see it. And to be quite honest, when he was gone this year, it wasn't like we noticed that big of a drop off in the defensive play to begin with. 
He's a talented kid, and he's going to have a very good career in the NFL, and I wish him all the luck in the world. But let's face it. It wasn't like all of a sudden we couldn't get pressure on the quarterback until we played Ohio State. And then we just decided, ah, let's dance with these guys. Let's not go ahead and beat them off the corner because Prince looked like he was blind half the year. Minnesota, Minnesota's defensive end got four stinking sacks. But no, Chase Winovich or Rashawn Gary couldn't figure out how to beat him. He was blind. Couldn't do it. But no, let's not let's not do that. Let's not go ahead and try and beat them at home and really ruin Urban Meyer's goodbye. No, let's not do that. Let's look like a bunch of morons who don't know how to play the game of football. Let's just do that. That's much easier. That's much better. As you can tell, I still haven't gotten over the loss. It's still messing with me. Anyways, I don't begrudge the kid. I hope him the best of luck, and I think he's going to have a great career. I really do. I hope he gets picked in the top 10, and I hope he makes all his dreams come true. Uh, and I hope he takes care of that wonderful mother because she defends him tooth and nail like every great mother should. And I am just absolutely happy that he was a part of our our team for as long as he was here. Um, so I think we're going to beat Florida. We'll end up being 5-0 and against Florida. We go to a stinking Peach Bowl. And if I looked at the date wrong, forgive me, but I think it's on – it's not even a New Year's Day bowl. The last time I checked, Iowa had a New Year's Day bowl. I'm sorry. Iowa? Iowa. Iowa. Really? Iowa has a New Year's Day bowl. Four losses. I don't even know who they're playing. That's how bad I'm shocked that Iowa has a New Year's Day bowl. A New Year's Day bowl. We have a bowl named after a fruit, and not even one of the better fruits, all right? But a fruit. What? It's bad enough we didn't get the rose, which I understand we weren't. And it's bad enough we didn't get the Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl? LSU-UCF? How about LSU-Michigan? That's a great bowl. Let Florida play UCF. UCF? Last time I checked, they barely beat Memphis. That's right, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, they barely beat those guys. And then all of a sudden, they're going just because they happen to beat 32 other teams that no one's ever heard about over the last two years? Oh, wow, amazing. Because the last two teams of note that UCF played, they beat a depressed Auburn team who just got beat by uh, by Georgia when they had ideas of going to the playoff, and a Michigan team. And Michigan, by the way, we beat them by like 40 Okay, so let's not act like this is some Boise State team that's going to pull off the upset of the century. And then the the committee gives them LSU. LSU, the one team that they can actually pull off the upset of the century? Ugh, this is just ridiculous. LSU doesn't know how to throw the ball forward if you had a string on it and you threw it forward. They don't know what they're doing. They have no clue. Did you see them play Alabama? They scored zero points. But they're going to play UCF. Alabama. I mean, God dang it. LSU, seriously? How about Michigan UCF then? I know the I know the Fiesta Bowl wasn't that large. I know they have no ties to anything. You can pick whoever the hell you want. And you come up with LSU UCF? What a waste. What a waste of a great bowl game. I know I'm bitching about it. You want to know why I'm bitching about it? Because I live in Arizona. I could go to the Fiesta Bowl and watch our team actually play. I don't get to do that now. I get to watch Michigan play Florida again. Whoopie-doo! And it's going to suck if we lose. I hope we don't lose. I hope we don't go out depressed like I was talking about earlier. And I hope Brandon Watson has decided to maybe not start. I don't know. I like the kid, but he's now... He's now exposed. Every defensive coordinator is going to be, hey, where's that slow kid that can't cover a cross, a crossing route? Let's just do that 8 million times, and I'm sure we'll score 45 points because Brandon Watson can't cover that route. I wish Brandon Watson declared for the NFL draft instead of Rashawn Gary. I would love to wish Brandon Watson goodbye. 
he's was great this whole season, but now he's exposed. He he's now he's as might as well he's worthless to us because everybody knows now he's not fast enough to cover their third fastest guy on the team. It sucks. I hate it because he did so great over the season. I hate having to point this this fact out. I would love to see Amory Thomas in that spot. Let's see what he can do. He's the fastest kid on our team. And if he can't cover a crossing route, then we have major problems to figure out in the offseason. So this way, we don't have to worry about the combo of Daciano kicking our ass in the freaking Ann Arbor this year at the big house. I don't know. It's 45 minutes in. I'm done with this podcast. Uh... I think I think this is a bright spot. I really do. I I think this is a bright spot. But until Harbaugh can f- prove to me, granted, like I'm sure Harbaugh Harbaugh's really at home wondering, well, what can I do to make Adam happy? I doubt that's a point. But I'm just saying, until I see Harbaugh do something to beat Ohio State, I can't just assume we're going to beat Ohio State. Even though Deshiano shouldn't scare anybody in the Big Ten. Nobody in the Big Ten should be worried. Nobody, not even Nebraska, not even Nebraska. All right, nobody should, Rutgers should be like, we've got a chance. They've got Dan Shiano. Rutgers is thinking they have a chance now, but until we beat them, I don't know if we have a chance. I, I wish I had all the faith in the world that I got dick punched right in front of everybody. I had to sit in an open-aired area and watch some old man in his 50s squeeze his sorry excuse for his body, his saggy skin into these horrible tight jeans and then grab our beautiful Michigan flag and run all over the place to kind of talk crap to the Ohio State fans that were like 500 feet away from us. And guess what? After that sad sack of a man decided to do that, we lost. We couldn't stop him for 30 seconds. Once that guy left to go be a blog, like a, a braggart, a whole, hey, look at us, look at me, I can run in my tight jeans. It ruined it. He ruined our game. I'm going to blame it on him because I, I, I get tired of blaming it on Harbaugh. I'm tired of blaming this on Harbaugh. I have to blame it on some 50-year-old who's wearing his wife's jeans because if I don't, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to literally go effing crazy. That's what I'm going to do because I can't believe we effing lost that game still. <sighs> okay. This is obviously going downhill fast. So... This was a fantastic podcast, guys. Um, You're probably going to hear a few reads, a few advertisements now on this podcast. Just know that every time you hear those reads, that was like the 20th take. I was in my bedroom just trying to figure out how to read out loud. That's how pathetic that is. I thought I was an educated person. I thought I was fairly smart. And then I go to read these reads out loud and I can't even do it. I felt I felt like an imbecile. I felt like a moron, a moron, a moron. Anytime you want to pronounce it, I felt like an idiot. Because I couldn't do it. Make it your own. Make it sound like you're recommending this to your friend. And they're great. Listen, the things that I'm I, I'm I'm talking about are good products. But I can't read out loud. It's because it sounds like I'm reading. So enjoy them. Laugh. Enjoy. Because I think they're hilarious just because I don't sound like who I am. But I do. I do believe in these. Pocket Cast and Anchor because they both are great products. And I've done. Anchor's really helped me out a lot. And, and Pocket Cast is actually a, a very cool app. So. But it's funny to listen to me try and be real when I'm just learning how to do this. Um, so, guys, take it easy. Thank you so much. If you get a chance, check out the Patreon. Uh, there's gonna, I'm going to start doing the Patreon uh, within the next week. I gave, I gave it a little startup time so people could sign up. Um, also, 
you know, with football so fresh right now, it's hard for me to get into basketball. But after watching the last couple of games, I'm hooked. I am ready to talk some basketball. I'm ready to start put, producing some only Patreon type uh, uh, exclusive materials. So please, there's going to be other packages that you may like uh, monthly, one month only, whatever. I want to figure out how to make this all work for everybody. Uh, but just remember this. The more that I have other people support, the less I have to answer to corporate America, which means the less that they have a chance to really try and dictate and change the way I do this show. And if you love the show, like I hear you guys love the show, and I love the show, and I love the community that we are creating, this maniac community is actually fantastic. I have met some really cool people, just numerous. I mean, too too many to mention. But I've met them all, and the, I mean, just talking to them online, and they're great. And if we can avoid corporate America coming in and screwing this up and trying to make me into fit into some box like every other Michigan podcast, I would prefer that we did it that way. But listen, this is my dream. Just like Rashawn Gary's dreams of being in the NFL, my dream is to actually talk to you people about Michigan football. And Michigan sports, because I love it. I want to create a whole community in which we're just a bunch of maniacs that love to talk about Michigan sports. Hell, I even want to make a network that's just Michigan net, I mean, maniac network podcasting. That's it. If you're a big fan of Ohio State maniacs, you could be an Ohio State maniac. If, it's just like the Locked On podcast or the 24-7 podcast, whatever. But I have dreams to make this thing big. And I always want to be your host for the Michigan Maniac podcast. I do. I love it. This is my dream. So please. If you love this show, if you love being listening to me act like an a-hole, please just support it because I want to find support somewhere and I don't want to be shoved into a little box. So I really would appreciate the support so we can keep this as OG and as original as possible. But I love you guys. Thank you for all the support. We are like 50, 60 listens away from being 5,000 listens. That is amazing to me. I never even thought, I'd like I told you, I've said this numerous times, I thought it was going to be me and my mother listening to this podcast and her criticizing me because that's what she loves to do. That's what I thought was going to happen, but you guys have made it so much different and so much more of an inspiration and so great. I just really appreciate it. Um... So please just continue to support me. Uh, check out the Patreon. Check out uh, Anchor. Check out all the other things I have to be supporting me to get things off the ground and get going. Uh, always remember this, though. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. No matter how sad our season ends up or how many losses we have to certain horrible, stinky-ass teams, it is always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.